woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no What's up, everybody? Welcome to World Walkers, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast played by professional cartoonists. I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. Before we jump into the game, I want to take a second and I want to thank everyone who's listened to and supported the podcast since we started way back in 2016, with an especially huge thanks to the members of our Patreon. Now, I want to be real. This is not some thinly veiled attempt to thank patrons out loud as a clever way to talk about my Patreon. I'm not even giving the link here. This is this is straight talk. It's real talk. I have some things I want to say. As many of you know, I was diagnosed with kidney cancer this year. Since then, I've had my kidney removed and I've started chemotherapy. Between all this, however, I've also been experiencing seizures. Since last October, I've suffered through about six of them. Each one happens at night and involves ambulances, ER visits, Doctors telling me they have absolutely no idea why this happens. And since last Friday, in fact, I've had two in a row. I had one early Friday morning around two in the morning. And then I had another one once I got home from the hospital at about nine o'clock in the morning. Since last Friday, I've made several hospital trips. I've gone through x-rays, blood draws, and an EEG. We're still trying to figure out why this happened. And when I find out, I'll let you know. But I, I had a realization this week. And it's, it's one of those things like I've already known this, but I had a deeper understanding and appreciation of everything going on. If I had a normal job, I would be fucked right now. There is no way that with everything going on, with all the work I would have to miss, all the days off I would need to take in order to travel out of state to see my oncologist, all the lifestyle changes I've had to make, there's just there's no way I would have a stable, reliable income. I'm able to have the life I have right now because of each and every patron that thinks these podcasts are worth backing. Because of that support, I get to be a stay-at-home dad, spend all the time in the world with my daughter, Willow, and all the while I can sit here building worlds and sharing their stories with people. So I want to thank everyone. Thank you to those who listen. Thank you to those who spread the word about the podcast. And thank you to every single one of you who literally makes this version of my life possible. I know this is heavy stuff, but I, I want to reassure everyone that I'm doing well. My chemotherapy is going very well, actually, and I'm doing great overall. So thank you, everybody, for this. I want to make sure people hear how much of a difference you're making in me and my family's life. So again, thank you. All right, so let's get into this. Please enjoy Season 3, Episode 18. The Sprouty Advantage. Okay, so we are now on round three of what has shaped up to be uh, an interesting uh, fight, I think. Um, the group had previously asked if we could keep playing because, quote, we didn't have a dramatic enough ending. Um, so we continued playing for another half hour. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> and then once once that checklist had been marked off, uh, we it's just dramatic. quietly it's, it's very dramatic. We just quietly called it a night and went to bed. It's been and cool cried ourselves to sleep. 
if we never continue this game, then we will forever be alive. Bring the if pain. you don't remember the... <laughs> yeah, for those who don't remember the scene, there were uh, two creatures. Um, the first one was leaning forward with a palm on Ertleby's head. <laughs> Ertleby was on her back. She is out and ready to go and do death saves. Her other hand... The, the, the creature's hand was reaching into her brain, and it pulled out a thread of darkness that I think you guys recognized instantly as a uh, forming nightmare. Wait, I didn't realize I was out and doing death saves. I thought I was just unconscious because I was put to sleep. Thank you. I for, I Okay, that was what it was. Look at him. He's trying, he's trying to get us all. <laughs> <laughs> so she's I... failed two death saves. No, that's my mistake. It's my mistake. I'm reading this description that I sent Megan, and it reads as if you're because she don't, she won't know when she comes in. There's a second creature, and uh, Vasa is on her back. Uh, who knows her condition? Uh, <laughs> and it is screaming into the sky with darkness pouring out of its mouth in waves. Roberto, I think you were basically just nearby. <laughs> just imagine a scared Roberto just standing in the clearing. <laughs> um, He's just there. <laughs> He's like, hey. You're part of it. <laughs> Okay, so Roberto, um, your comrades are um, floating in the water around you. These uh, creatures have invaded, and the tides are turning not in your favor. What do you do? Wait, Vasa is unconscious, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Damn it. I don't want to die asleep. I don't want to die asleep. So Roberto turns um, and realizes that his health is going pretty low, so he... Uses his hit dice. Okay. Regret. Roberto regains twenty-three health. You gather yourself. You take a breath, refocus, and you kind of find your inner strength. That's your action. Are you moving at all? Can I like push the monster off of Vasa, or is that an, an action? That's an action. Oh, okay. I'll just I'll stand next to their bodies and try to defend them as much as I can. <laughs> I, I like this visu visual of like Roberto like getting really huffed up and like ready to do something, and then he goes to stand really angrily next to the face. <laughs> <and that's it. laughs> give, me about, give me about six seconds. Six yeah. seconds. <laughs> Fucking promise you, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, Vasa. Can I roll to wake up? Can't I do something to wake up? Did I mention that Vasa was a sleepwalker and uh, she moved in her sleep? Uh, no, you cannot roll to wake up. Well, that is uh, bull cocky. <laughs> um, Ertleby, same thing. You're still out. Bummer. Um, and then, Tin, you emerge from a collection of fog not too far away. I have a and... ghillie suit on. <laughs> 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 um, and you have a duck call too. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so you emerge from the fog, and uh, just as you had seen, as you started to uh, peer through the veil, um, you see your friends in trouble. Now that you're through the fog and actually here in the swamp, you can see uh, the creatures and what they are. These creatures that are standing on top of your friends are vaguely mushroom-shaped. They are the Myconids. Myconid 2, Tin's Revenge. 
<laughs> so, no one seems to notice you. I'm, I'm going to try and do as much damage as possible um, from the sidelines and, like, kind of maybe distract them and, like, do some major damage mm-hmm. to get their attention away from people. Um, so, if I do the action surge that I have, that would mean that potentially if I wanted to just attack, I would get four shots, right? Yes, if you, yeah, you'll attack four times. All right, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll do that. So, okay. uh, from, from the cover, I'm going to try and do sharpshooter. Okay. Uh, so, let me, wow, it has been a while, so let me just read, <laughs> read. I think it's minus five to my roll. Yes, minus five plus ten damage. Um, I'm going to use a luck point <laughs> right off the bat. Right on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A, a 15. Okay, so for the first uh, for the first shot, you did hit. Oh, um, I'm gonna I'm aiming. By the way, I forgot to mention I'm aiming at the one with the like spewing yeah, yeah. grossness. That's why I thought you said yeah, the one on Vasa. Uh, 17 damage on the first shot. Does it look any weaker? Yeah, it looks like it got shot. Rolling sharpshooter again. Ooh, I got a 20. Oh, okay. Well, I did 28 damage this time. Oh, shit. What a little, little, Very nice. Little, little bite. Was yeah. it a natural 20? No, it wasn't. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it, it again flinches forward, but it doesn't seem like it's taking as much damage as you would like it to. Oh, come on, Deja. Are no. serious? <laughs> but I thought bullets were piercing damage. They are. Oh, yeah. What was the first kind of damage we did to it? Remember nightmare rules? Oh, probably piercing. No, Megan, ignore what we're saying. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to say where I am, and then action surge to try and take aim at the other one. And it's also a sharpshooter. Uh, it was an 11. That is a miss. I'm going to move into the clearing so that they can see me, and I'm like, hey! <laughs> and then I'm gonna be standing there like this, and I'm just gonna go like silently, uh, like, yes, <laughs> uh, to try and get their attention. Uh. But then as I'm doing that, <laughs> what? Sorry, I, uh, I just like this. I'm thinking about the, the the listeners at home who are like, I do this, and they're like, oh, I can't wait to find out what that is. <laughs> no, sorry. I, <laughs> No, yeah, okay. so yeah, you kind of, you, you you spread your arms out and you gesture towards them, like, bring <laughs> it, bring it. Yeah. And then, before they can, like, really do anything, and just also to try and, like, really drive home that I want their attention, I'm going to try and aim at the, not the spewing one, and do a sharpshooter. Er, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to do sharpshooter. Hold on, I'm lost. <laughs> so you attacked the spewing one twice. You attack the other one once, and now you're and decking yes. that one again? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. And I'm not going to do sharpshooter because I don't have to this time. Because I'm in the clearing now. So. Right. Because you said before I had to do sharpshooter because they had half cover. The no, no, no. Sh- the, having the sharpshooter feet constantly removes 
half cover uh, bonuses from creatures. You don't have to use sharpshooters um, accuracy attack. <laughs> All right. Oh no. I don't know what to do now. Great. All right, so I'm gonna roll. <laughs> yep. For the last action, that was a great use of my time. Um, <laughs> All right. I got a 21. That's a hit. And I deal 18 damage. That one recoils from being hit. It looks like it took the full brunt of your damage. <laughs> and yeah, it turns to stare at you. And I go, what up? <laughs> <laughs> I got a bone to pick with you. It looks like it wants to move at you, but instead it kind of opens its mouth and it's like <laughs> and just you're not sure what that means exactly as it continues concentrating on the darkness that it pulled out of Ertlebee's mind. Um, and then you can see the water slushing around rapidly towards you, Megan. Or, uh, towards you, Tin. And then leaping out of the water is a third one. And the way these things look is they look like the Myconids you fought originally. They're kind of sickly, mushroom-shaped. They're uh, purple and green um, like caps. And the green is kind of this like glowing pus that's uh, ready to explode at any moment. And when it jumps out, I need you to make a DC, uh, or sorry, I need you to make a constitution save. <laughs> a six. A six? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> these spores fly over you, and they just, just wash right over you. Nice. And I go, like, <laughs> I do like a, try and do like a, use some of the spores to just make marks <laughs> under my eyes like they do in, in battles and football games. Like, she smears the blood of her victims. Across As you do that, it jumps up again and it slams its cap into you for 22 days. What the? <laughs> Holy shit. What kind of spores are these? Do you remember it's got Vasa? the sprouty advantage. That- <laughs> And that's the thing, is that they are the same kind of myconid, uh, myconids that you fought before, but they're dripping with this, like, shadowy darkness that looks like they're wearing the skins of nightmares, just so you know, Megan. The other one, um, while injured, is still going to howl into the sky, and then that darkness that was ripped out of Ertlebee's mind is beginning to take shape, but is not ready yet. New round, Roberto? There's one ripping nightmares out of Ertlebee, and there's one screaming into the darkness above. Because I'm going to be, like, pretty angry about these guys, and I gonna bust out my rapier and my whip my whip and and I take a wild swing with my rapier and miss terribly and I also take my whip and I almost hit my barely miss hitting myself in the face I hung my hand in shame (laughs) (laughs) right after Roberto finishes his attacks you hear this kind of swirling mass above you. It doesn't emanate from the waves of darkness coming from the Myconid. Instead, it's coming off to the side a little bit, and it's this pulsating, like almost like tear, this kind of rip, and this greenish energy kind of forms and pulsates and then kind of bubbles up and then spins into a disc and starts to swirl faster and faster and faster into this kind of like this, like again, this like tearing sound that you kind of hear almost like in the threads of reality. And then uh, dropping out of that rift 
is Brummelstone. <gasps> oh, he splashes shit! into the water. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Holy shit! He rises up. He's still wearing the uh, the red cloak. <laughs> <laughs> the red uh, scaled cloak that he had before, um, but there is something different about him, and it just as soon as that portal opens, it disappears right afterwards. Uh, Brummelstone, it's your turn. Holy Brummelstone! shit! <laughs> I'm fangirling. Brummelstone is the best character. Screw all the rest of you guys. Like, like literally, <laughs> I have never been more happy than Brummelstone, and I'm always happy to see Brummelstone. It's good to see you again. So yeah, Brummelstone comes down and he pulls out this orange stone and he chants in his language that sounds like screeching metal, um, like a car smashing in a junkyard or like uh, when trains stop and that's like screech and out of the stone um, forms this massive shape and it's almost gorilla-esque. It's probably as, as tall and as large as a medium creature can still be. So, um, and it's this suit of armor that's walking on its hands and it just like bolts forward. Uh, the armor has this, these big long arms and then it looks like there's like a plated beard and a helmet. So it looks like a dwarf with like super long arms and he comes just like rushing forward. Um, and then, so it would come and it would stop right in front of whichever nightmare. Uh, as close as probably the one in front of Ertleby. Mm-hmm. It would open its mouth and it would shout, and that would sound again like this screeching of metal and like grinding of gears and just like. And from its mouth come these like ripped shards of metal that create a cube around one of them, which that's just me casting uh, or cloud of daggers around around the shadow, and um, maybe Roberto and Tin could understand it. Uh, no, only Roberto. Only Roberto can understand it. That what it was shouting sounds like the word dickweed. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would just kind of stand there and wait. And then <laughs> Rumblestone would move to the other side, uh, away from the shadow uh, nightmares, but as close as he could get to Ertleby to go through, hopefully, her bag. That's what he would be looking for. All right. Oh, so he's going to rob me? <laughs> I'm sorry, you're I'm sorry, your bag of magic crystals that heals everyone. I'm sorry. I'm gonna take that for myself rude. and then kick her while she's down. <laughs> so rude. So the the daggers don't do. I'm gonna cast it at level three. So once it starts its turn, unless it has some sort of magic. As it spews out this metal, um, before it starts to spin, it rises up and lines itself evenly with the what what you're looking at is a myconid the same sort of um mushroom type creatures you had fought on umbrimos but they're covered in like almost like the living skin of nightmares and this cloud of daggers uh, this cloud of uh like metal broken metal rises up and then starts to viciously spin around uh the creature tin it's your turn okay uh i'm actually going to I have the cloak wings of flying. Um, so for the first time in a battle, I don't remember what my command word was. It's like hip hip hooray or something like that. Um, I'm going to speak it and try to um, 
go upwards. It's just straight upwards. Okay. It's going to get an opportunity attack on you. That is a critical hit. <sighs> How many? Okay. So let's 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 talk about this. Um, what's your max hit points? I was at sixty-three. Okay. Uh, oh, you were but, at sixty-three. Right. I was, I was at 63, now I'm at 41. Okay, so you're down, but you did not die. No. Are you fucking... Fuck this! I fucking... <laughs> mushrooms! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Are you serious? Oh my god. I'm okay, dogs. Don't worry. They're like coming to check on me. Yeah. I thought um, you were telling us you were okay. Like I'm okay, dogs. We're your dogs. <laughs> I thought we were your dog in this situation. <laughs> now I feel uncool. Oh yeah, so it it jumps up and it crashes cap into you as you try to fly away. It sends you flying back into a tree and you crash down. Wait, Ooh. great, cool. That's fun. <laughs> cool guys. Came to help. Brummel no Brummel sounds like <laughs> Like, I hope my entrance is not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm sorry, you didn't disengage. <laughs> well, I didn't... Wait, what is disen... I'm sorry. What is disengage? If you use your action to leave the area safely, then it cannot get an opportunity to attack on you. I didn't know that. Sorry, go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. Um... Okay, so yeah, that spell uh, that you cast, it gives no saving throw, so I just need you to roll the damage. Um, mm-hmm. 13. He watches the metal just completely spins around it and starts to shred it apart. And now it, it's, it's torn because it wants to leave, but now your creature's right up on it, right? Yeah, so the idea, yeah, is that if it tries to move, it... It takes the opportunity of attack. Yeah, yeah, so it's going to move, and you're going to get the opportunity. The, the your new friend gets the opportunity to attack. All right, roll his first attack. Natural twenty. And that is what? correct. Oh my gosh. Damn. So sixteen plus three. Nineteen. Nineteen. Yep. Alright, so it tries to move out of the area trying to get it out of that um, wild swirl of metal. And what does it look when your uh, when your creature attacks? Yeah, it just would it like drops to its little legs and as soon as it tries to go anywhere it just grabs it and slams it down. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so it gets slammed and it, it runs away and it's running towards uh, Roberto. It does uh, a diving headbutt, but you dodge it with ease. That's right. Um, the other one is going to rush forward and try and attack uh, your new friend, uh, Brumblestone. And that seems fair. Yeah, it rushes up, but it misses. It doesn't, get, uh, it, it doesn't connect at all. And then <clears throat> the last one continues its wave, and you notice that the night sky is becoming coated in a new kind of darkness. Nightmare that was ripped from Ertleby finally takes form and looks around and it is going to rush for Roberto. Um, but no, it does not connect. It comes in at uh, 
it kind of turns itself into claws, like almost like a giant hand of claws, and leaps forward at you, but you, you dodge out of the way. We're bored till it's your turn. I cheer at Rumblestone's return and then but throw a panicked look at Tin and gesture to Rumblestone to help her because I'm in. I yell, I basically just yell it. Like, I can't. I'm gonna have to help her, but I, I, I'm stuck here. Yeah, Rumblestone um, would be like, I got this. And also, I kind of throw a jealous eye at that weird metal thing that disappeared. Um, <laughs> But anyway, back to the matter at hand. Um, uh, I, is there any way, what, anything I can do to try to wake Turtle B or Vasa? You could, I mean, there's, uh, there's a okay. lot of things you could try, you just don't know which one okay. to work. Um, I'm gonna just grab Turtle B and shake her. <laughs> I guess. Um, I pick her, pick Turtle B up and like, just shake her like a baby. She's a fragile old shake grandma like a with a fragile arthritic <laughs> neck. Let's shake her like a baby. Yeah. I love it. This is very good. You shouldn't even shake babies. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's a whole syndrome about it. So what you're saying is you don't shake her at all. Oh, you rock her right. lovingly. <laughs> yes. Supporting her head. Oh. I, that got me. <laughs> I shake her like I, I shake her like I would someone else's baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, give me a um a knowledge nature check. Like, um, give me like a nature check. Nature. What is my nature? Oh, great! It's very high. Except it's not. It's low. So I got a four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. So yeah, you can go ahead and. Shake her like a baby. Give her a shake, yeah. Okay. Shake her like a baby. Do I yeah. roll for to shake the baby? No, nope. you start shaking her. Um, you know, I'll give her, it'll be a new saving throw. Time to add my constitution modifier. <laughs> Twelve. She looks like she's ready to, to wake up, but you don't get through enough to her. You have to shake the baby harder. Ah, well, that's what I was trying to do, and then I got disapproving. Looks. See, the problem is you're shaking her like a baby and not a Polaroid picture. Rookie <laughs> <laughs> mistake. mistake. But yeah, rookie mm. mistake. Uh, Brummelstone. So the crystal won't work right. It's for the two knocked out. We don't know. Okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so that's... So yeah, uh, Brummelstone would just be kind of hoping that that works and would try to find the bag and reach in and grab a crystal and then he's standing in front of Ertlebee so probably would slam it into her. While she's getting shaken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like a, the, the two the, brothers. Don't, like, don't like, worry. Dr. Uh, Hammerstorms are here to help. <laughs> they keep on stepping on me. Vasa <laughs> <laughs> feels this a little bit like chopped liver. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he appeared, you know, like he came yeah. up to her. You crash the crystal into her and you watch as she jolts away. Oh. Yeah. Then, um. Ertlebe, your way. Hey. Ertlebee. Uh, she's getting out her sickle. Um, so she she's like sitting up. She's a little bleary. She turns. She sees Roberto near her. Um, and Vasa still passed out. <laughs> and and then she also looks and sees Tin is passed out. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. There's a difference. You see Vasa seemingly asleep, floating in the waters. You see Tin with a near broken tree behind her, slumped over. Uh, Ernie can stabilize her if she gets to her, right? Just by, like, 
can like, she can't heal her, but she can like stop her from being in death's throes, right? Uh, what, what are you using? <laughs> I mean, if you have like a healer's kit, you can begin she, working on her. I've got, um. You have healing crystals too. Oh, yeah, I've got healing crystals, obviously. Or Erby's gonna. <laughs> she, she like. Alright, wakes up. This is the thing that just woke you up, right? <laughs> she's like, she's like, well, I guess the only thing to do is. And she like looks at Roberto's healing kit, and then she looks at like the shards of the crystal. <laughs> Good berries. Those are the only things put in. Some good berries. Um, and then she's like, wait, food no, is no. what a forge needs. <laughs> I'll just smear them on her. No, wait, I'll use a crystal. So Ertlebe, like, <laughs> blinking, gets up, like, looks around, appraises the situation, and has a lot of real kid. cool and calm, just like, I just real cool, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you would. It's like she's looking for. She's like good berries, and Bromo sounds like the crystal. Come on! <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. you're back. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh, hello. It'll be. It's gonna like grab her um, skirt and hustle on over <laughs> to Tin and All smash right. a healing. Wait, crystal make on sure. Him. Do you have to disengage first? Is anything engaging Ertleby? Nope, Is anything engaging me? Aha! Good call. Thank you, Good call. Ghost of Vasa. You're unengaged. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I'm already bought a wedding gift. I'm really upset. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do I just yep, keep so that? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you uh, carry yourself over to Tin quickly. And then crash a crystal on her. That is what I do. All right, so uh, ten. Suddenly, uh, you find yourself grounded, but awake, full hit points. Ten. What are you doing? How close is the one that dropped me? No, because it knocked me away. It knocked you away. Now it's it's over on her porto. I'm gonna take this shot at the one that actually looked like it did, like it felt the damage that I did, which was the one that was on top of her. Uh, oh fuck yeah! I got a nat twenty. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so I like wake up and I'm like, oh. I wanted to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one clips Tim's wings. <laughs> so twenty one damage. You um, blow a hole in it, and then its cap turns around and stares at you. What? The... I'm going to aim a shot. Right at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> right between his eyes or or whatever. I get I get the like same yeah. Uh, I got a twenty-six and I do fifteen damage. The next shot blows it apart. And <laughs> the uh, the the nice. kind of like wet, almost mucusy skin of the nightmare that was laying on top of it flies out and splatters against the trees as the myconid itself just kind of teeters back and falls into the water. Um, Roberto, you're being attacked. Oh, yay. It looks like it's kind of panicking now, and it jumps up and crashes into you for 19 damage. Still alive! The second one follows suit and jumps up right behind him and over him and headbutts you for 22 damage. (laughs) <laughs> Still alive, I say weakly as I clutch <laughs> oh, my insides all the, just hanging out and I'm all broken, but I'm still alive. Barely. The uh, the nightmare that has formed and has like turned itself kind of into a claw, it attacks you as well. Aww. But it misses you. Like, almost maybe because you're almost punch drunk from the other two. You know, <laughs> yeah. 
You weave out of the way, and you watch as it turns itself into a claw, dives forward, but misses you. Still alive. New round, Roberto. Still alive. I I yell weakly. Roberto, having seen Brummelstone wake Ertleby with crystals, um, does not hesitate, grabs one of his own crystals, and just shoves it into Voss's face. All right, so you... (laughs) You rush forward. Um, these guys get an opportunity attacks. Oh my god, they're gonna cut him down before he reaches me, aren't they? My fucking god. Disengage, get this again. I failed to disengage. You dodge both of the Myconids successfully. Oh, and then leave. the claw pierces into you for seven. <laughs> Roberto has the crystal in his hand as he weakly reaches for Vasa, then falls face down in the water. Wait, did you make it or no? I did not. <gasps> oh! <laughs> are you serious? Or down. These crystals are expensive. Just let me die. <laughs> Can I, like, fall onto the crystal and heal myself? Voss is like, I literally can't afford the guilt. <laughs> Brummelstone. Oh, man. He's... Rumblestone would mutter under his breath, things have not changed much. (laughs) (laughs) It's just funny that we're all like slamming crystals into each other and then each of us falling down. The only reason you're able to do this is because Voss is not alive right now because if she was, she would be intercepting this shit so much. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Voss with a catcher's mitt. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercups! <laughs> We're only in the second inning, goddammit! Walk it off! Walk it off! <laughs> okay, promo song. Uh, so can I... Because I'm right by Earlby, can I get to Vasa without engaging into the creature? So yeah, I would grab one and be like, well, Roberto's a little bit of a lost cause at this point. And <laughs> I would slam it in there, and then I would move... And then I would tell my um, elemental to move into, or like, if he's still he's still by. I don't know how far the if he can move into their space without invoking opportunity attacks, like to stand as close as he can to. Yeah, yeah. He essentially wants he, like you know and yell to become the target essentially. Okay. So. That way. Yeah, you rush forward, crash the crystal, Vasa, you suddenly just, all of your senses rush back to you, you wake up, and wake there's... I feeling a lot poorer. Oh, hey, real quick, Brummelstone, there's a creature on her still, don't forget. No one's removed the creature from her. She will do that right now. I mean, if you move away, it's going to get a free attack on you. Is it worth it? I don't, I don't know, but we've been knocked out a lot by this... this. Vasa... Uh, fuck yeah, bitches! Breaking the pain, <laughs> hopefully. Alright, so Vasa sputters away, kind of like, you know, splashing, clattering. She's kind of surprised because she's in water. She's like, what the fuck happened? And Brummelstone um, standing over you. Yeah, and then, like, she kind of, like, takes a double take, like, Brummelstone? But then she, her eyes immediately go past, and she sees the big beast that's, like, right next to her above her. And she, like, springs up to her feet, and she just whips out her rapier and attacks it. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got a 13 plus my 7, so a 20. Yep. All right, and now we're we're slu- Did I say rapier or did I 
I said Raybeard, didn't I? Fuck. Okay. It's well, okay. Whatever. I don't. You can use whatever one you want. I'm not gonna hold you to that. All right, yeah. fine. I'll, yeah. I'll use the scimitar, the slashing one. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you have sneak attack because Brummelstone is next to you. Yes, he didn't leave. That's right. That's right. Waking up and down, thrusting up. All right. One d one d six plus four is my scimitar slashing damage. So. That's five plus four is the scimitar initial damage. Now sneak attack is plus three, plus one, plus one. And let's see, what else can I do? Uh, gosh, I don't want to disengage and promise by himself. So I will just, just, I guess out of habit, rise up and position myself to give Rumblestone half cover. And then, and then Devasa would sort of like, as she catches a breath, like from um, removing the, the, the blade, she would kind of like shout at Brummelstone over her shoulder. She's like, took your sweet time. You're welcome. You kind of rise up, bring your scimitar out, quickly stab it, and it, it kind of like keels over. It's still got a little bit of fight left in it, but that was a pretty uh, bad blow for it. Ertlebeam. A beam of moonlight pierces through the trees. When you summon the moonbeam, it completely and utterly dis, uh, disperses the darkness that have gathered above you. It creates this rippling effect and the entirety of the darkness that has risen above you. And as you cast your eyes upward to summon the moonbeam, you are startled to find that while it was just this darkness originally that was kind of rising up and pulling together, right before your moonbeam crashes down, it looks almost as if you're looking into a new cosmos. Like you can see depth, you can see stars, varying degrees of distance, and you can almost almost feel yourself lose yourself in it um, as it kind of starts to wrap around your heart and consume you, and then your moonbeam pierces through it and utterly destroys it, and the atmosphere and everything kind of returns to normal. Yes! Damn. Yes! Nice. Yes! Nice. Oh. So, did you see that? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Tin. Uh, how's everyone looking, hit point-wise? Yes. Everyone good? Oh, great! <laughs> oh, how quickly we forget. I feel like... <laughs> I love how... I feel like Tin would be walking around in the swamp and be like, anyone need healing? And she, I like, steps on her porto. <laughs> um, so, Tin is going to... Is there anything around Roborto? Besides water and regret. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because he never got out of the creature's space, so they're all around him. Um... Forged have advantage on death saves, right? They do, yes. All right, so, uh, I'm going <laughs> to... like, I'm going to take your time. <laughs> it's kind of like asking, it's like, humans have two kidneys, right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I guess I'm going to attack the shadow. Okay. Oh, I guess I should actually roll to do that. <laughs> you do you. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to live. <laughs> uh, 13 for the first attack roll. Uh, that is a hit. Oh, nice. was not expecting that. 22 damage. Yeah, so that first shot uh, silently tears through what you would have to assume is maybe its chest. And then when it looks back at you, it's almost as if you're looking into the eyes of Nina with a giant rip through her chest as she's ready to fall back into the waters. Uh, Tin is like, 
I already said my goodbyes to Nina. She's gonna roll to attack again. Oh shit. <laughs> so metal. So, oh, fucking that's so metal. metal. So metal, yeah, that's right. That I'm dead to me. <laughs> uh, I roll a 21 to hit. That is a hit. And I do 16 damage. And it looks like it's immediately resisting your, your damage again. It's still up. I feel like I'm just gonna get the shit beat out of me. I'm gonna move towards Roberto to like try and revive him next time, so. Alright, so you run up to Roberto, they turn their attention towards you. The first one hits you. Um it uh <laughs> it leaps forward and headbutts you for 23 damage. But wait, there's more! The second one misses. He goes for the same kind of like he's catapulting himself. Um, but then the nightmare, which is also over there, shuffles on over. Yeah, pierces you for another six damage. They take they take moon damage, right? One of them takes moon damage. Oh yeah. Which one did you cast it on? Um, I cast it on the one that had attacked Tin before. You take eleven radiant damage. Okay, Roberto. Dead. Yeah. Death save. Oh. And don't so you roll with advantage. You roll twice and take the better result. Use my big ass dice for such a yeah. special occasion. We believe in you, Enza. One. Eighteen. Oh, so you pass. Brummelstone. Brummelstone. Uh, gosh. Is it a free action to grab a crystal? It's that uses your bonus action essentially. It's use an object. As Roberto was running and falling to his death, he did have a crystal in his hand, but he did drop it. Oh, he dropped it. It's in the water somewhere. It's yeah. it's it's lost. That's a, you just dropped like. <laughs> you know how much gold you just dropped. Oh, well, I mean, it's still there somewhere. We just gotta insight Fish check it or it. some shit. <laughs> insight check uh, it. I don't know. <laughs> if I were yeah. crystal, I feel like I'd want to be found. That's a nat twenty. One crystal now. Done. Wait, where does it, where does the crystal go? The crystal. Oh, <laughs> the crystal wants to be it's found. Like, yeah, it's like you guys are looking for the crystal and Roberto's doing a reading. <laughs> um, Bremelstone, your turn still? Yes. Uh, so yeah, Bremelstone will stay put and he'll command his, his elemental um, to move over um, and smash the one that's closest to... Um, Roberto. Or, well, I guess because they all moved to 10. They're all focusing on 10, right? Well, she moved to them, but yeah. Wait, is the yeah. one that's hit by the moon being different from the one that was the most frail looking by Conan? Oh, well, then we'll go with the most frail. Yeah, let's take out. Let's take. You know, it's time to focus fire. Let's even, let's even on. So, yeah, uh, he'll scream in this metalish tongue, just gnashing of metal. Uh, uh, Kill Room will jump over there and just. And try to bring both fists down upon him. Okay. 19 to hit. 3, 16 damage. Yeah, it kind of turns, brings both of its fists, crashes down on um, the Myconid, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the Myconid turns, and it looks like the, the kind of nightmarish skin that trapped around it looks like it starts to shift. And you've seen this kind of shift before where it starts to take on your worst fears. But as it stares at your new companion, it can't find anything. And so nothing happens. Vasa. So here's what I would like to do. I would like to use my cunning action to tie one of my crystals to one of my arrows. And then I'd like to use my action to shoot that arrow at a Roberto. 
Okay, I got a 12 plus a 7, so 19. Uh, 19. That'll do, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you quickly just, like, rope up a crystal, fire it off, and it um, crashes into Roborto. So Can it hit Roborto in the center of his head so that he's an arrow sticking out the center of his Absolutely, head? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Roborto, you fail your first death save because of the arrow, and then it immediately rejuvenates you. <laughs> <laughs> so I have an arrow sticking out of my head. You, you, yeah. may, you might not know it yet, but yeah. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm awake, but the headache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, um, oh, okay. and then Vasa uses some movement action to not be the same distance as Tin is from the enemies, but like, let's say, 10, 15 feet behind her. Okay, so as you move back, um, you saddle up next to a tree, essentially, right? You're kind of on the edge of this little clearing, right? And um, your perception's high enough. Um, if you look up, you'll find something of a... The best way to describe it is some sort of, like, nightmarish-type cocoon, and they're struggling inside. Okay. Boss is going to continue that movement and back right, back into the center. <laughs> She's like, back, back, back. Nope. Nope. Look up. Nope, nope, nope. We're going to go back into the center of the clearing. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Um, you can't leave the battle area. You can't fast travel. Ten. <laughs> okay, but I'm going to um, use my hit dice. But I guess I'll just stand there. Because <laughs> I don't want opportunity attack. Two of the Myconids um, launch their attacks at you and miss. But the uh, the nightmare manages to turn itself into a claw and rip into you again for four more damage. Roborto. Roborto wants... Wait, no... Wants revenge on <laughs> on the shadow creature because that's the one that brought him down. But he figures he we should continue focus firing on the Mykonid that is dying. Ooh, 22 for rapier, and then it's 10 for my whip. My whip. Uh, that was exactly what you needed. So yeah, you run <clears throat> through, and the uh, nightmarish skin kind of just falls apart, dries up. And then the, the Myconid falls back into the waters. Brummelstone. Yeah, the Nightmare and the Elemental have had a stare down. We realize they are at a crossroad disagreement. Um, he got a really low roll. He got a spin an astral die. Uh, 14 hit. That is a hit. It wouldn't have been, now it is. Yeah, so you watch as, um, like, Brummelstone gives the order for that creature to attack again, and then right as the creature's getting ready to attack, he kind of, uh, tightens his grip on that stone he has, there's this kind of, uh, arcane pulse that comes from it, and then suddenly the creature is filled with that same kind of energy, and then powers through the creature's defense. Uh, 15. Splatters. Boom! Rumblestone would just move himself so that if the other one starts running away, he'd get an attack of opportunity. Vasa? Yeah, so there's only one thing that's still standing, right? Mm-hmm. Man, it's in the middle of a, a moonbeam. Yeah, was that the one that um, Tin had shot at at the very beginning? Nope. No. Okay. It's uh, just gotten the radiant magical damage. Okay, um, in that case, you know what? Um, since it still would count as a sneak attack attack, Vasa is going to go ahead and just, just do it with the bow and arrow. She's going to shoot at it. Yep. Uh, D20, here we go. Oh, not so good this time. 7 plus 5 is a 12. No, unfortunately. Okay, well, you know. Um, uh, so what else can I do? Da, 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 da. 
Uh, Tin's doing okay. Uh, yep, I'm good. So, seeing that seeing that Brummelstone has moved such that if the creature like ran past Brummelstone, it would get an opportunity attack. Blasta would move herself into the final like sort of vector, I guess, or sector that is not protected by, is not guarded by one of the group. Yeah, such that if the animal, yeah, yeah, close it off. That's smart. All right, um, Ertlebe maintains the the beam of moon. So. It doesn't take up your action to do that. In that case, while she has that... Yes. But I, I can't cast another spell, right? Yeah, you can. What? I thought it took concentration. It does. It means you can't cast any more concentration-based spells um, or lose this concentration. Right. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you can cast tons of spells while this is going on. So you could wild shape, right? Yep. Is that, yep. Is that something <laughs> that doesn't require. Yes. An elephant will be a waste at this point because it's almost, it's almost dead. We gotta make sure it's dead. That's yeah. yeah why don't you just why don't you shoot it with your gun? Did something happen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Let's role play this out. Earlybee is like maintaining the moonbeam and like looking around for something to do. Brummelstone's like shoot it, shoot it, and like in Earlybee's head. Him like saying that echoes back and forth. And there's like lots of noise, people yelling, the, the sound of Roberto being like, meh, meh, meh. and then a triumphant, like, meh. all right, thank you, thank you, Pedro. <laughs> I think, like, keeping with the theme of nothing changes, I'm continually bad at animal impersonation. Uh, an elephant appears. Charges straight towards this nightmare. I got a 19. 19 to hit. I do 23 for the gore, but now I get a free stomp. I get a, a 20. That's a hit. 20 damage. Ertleby kind of starts to run through the waters around the side, and then as she round, it comes around. She's kind of full elephant, and then charges forward, having enough steam. Scores it with the tusk, knocks it over, and then brings both of its uh, hooves. What are elephant hooves? Feet. 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 Really, just feet? That's boring. Yeah, like toes. It brings these two skyscrapers down. (laughs) (laughs) Skyscrapers. Die. And uh, once she pulls back, you can see that there's it's got like a couple good breaths left in it. It's trying to pick itself up and it's kind of half myconid but it's kind of like the stalk is almost broken half and the nightmare is rushing around it trying to keep it together can um can the moonbeam be glinting beautifully but also deadlyly off the tusks of the elephant yeah you can add lee to whatever you want yes (laughs) mushroom lee the the gore from the mushroom, the little mushroom bits glint under the moonlight on the elephant's beautiful tusks. I feel like the elephant ran in and the, like, as it got tossed up, but the moonlight just followed it. Just watched it. <laughs> Tin. Um, uh, Tin is going to focus on because she didn't notice because her perception doesn't isn't good. Mm-hmm. So she definitely didn't notice the shadowy cocoon. So she's just thinking that there's this one thing. Um, and she's going to uh, try and shoot it. Uh, 13 to hit? 
13 is a miss. You miss fire. But it's it's on the ground. Shouldn't you get advantage because it's prone? Uh, is it knocks it prone? Because Erdolfin knocked yeah, it prone. Let me check. An attack roll. Oh, here we go. Sorry, guys. An attack roll against the creature has advantage if the attacker's within five feet. Otherwise, the attack roll has disadvantage. So you have to roll twice to take the worst result, uh, Tim. I'm sorry I spoke up, Tim. <laughs> oh. Wait, why? Because it's on the ground? Yeah, so it's harder to hit. And it's underwater, I mean, so if we want to get real technical. <laughs> you already missed, so, yeah. Um, anything else you're doing? Um... I know, I, I was going to say that. Oh, oh sorry, well, I mean, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought like, you were she's... wrapping it up. I was like, no. <laughs> I, I mean, she doesn't. So she's still intent on trying to attack it. So she just okay. thinks. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have been a 13. So that's another miss. It's turn. It's on the ground. What can it do? I take back my, uh, my, my taunt. I take back my taunt. It is not inspired. I need Ertleby to make a uh, constitution save. Me? Yes. Right, here it comes. Constitution. I got a nat 20. Ooh, nice. Okay, Which plus so... my constitution is 20. <laughs> <laughs> even as an elephant? Slow. Don't you get the elephant? Even don't you get the elephant stamp? Oh, set? crap. Heck yeah, I do. Okay, constitution <laughs> of an elephant is... You still pass, so... So it pulls back... And it kind of just <laughs> tries to like essentially spore your trunk, and you recoil, and then it's going to try to headbutt you, but it misses. Brumblestone. Uh, Brumblestone feels like this thing is, is pretty much toast, and is now really concerned about Tompkins, because everyone when he was like, "Where's Tompkins?" He saw the vacant look in everyone's eyes. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, and feeling that Tompkins is important to the game uh, or the story, he's gonna look for Tompkins. So he would peer around. All right, yeah, your your perception's pretty high, your passive. So um, you kind of quickly look around and you see that there is this kind of like nightmare, thick cocoon wiggling in a tree. Uh, yeah, I would tell I, me and my elemental. I would be like, "There's, I think that's Tompkins, like, or found him." <laughs> Like, would point towards that thing, and like me and the elemental would go off to it. If something's wiggling, I would then try to get the elemental to come and grasp and like pull it apart. So yeah, the uh, your creature pushes its way through the water. Reach up, um, give give me a strength check from your creature. Seventeen. Uh, that rips it off. Yeah, so it's not really actually a nightmare wrapped around it. It's just like the skin of a nightmare. And so, yeah, you, he, he rips it off and he looks into, uh, he brings his, uh, it brings its palm down to you. And you can see Tompkins. Tompkins looks like he's not moving. His skin is pale and uh, he looks clammy. Yeah, and he, he would shout out and be like, bring me a crystal. Tin's um, like, I got a healer's kit. <laughs> I got good berries. Vasa. Those are all good options. We should try those first. <laughs> uh, Vasa is is focused on the enemy. Um, 
She may or may not have noticed Rumblesome going off, but she is focused on this final Myconid, and she is... So, so Rapier, piercing damage. Um, let's go with Rapier. She pulls out a Rapier, and... Do, 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 do. Oh, okay, 16 plus 7 is 23. That's it. All right, so now we're rolling for damage, which is 1.84 piercing. That's a 3 plus 4 is 7. You run it through... And the skin just explodes off of it, and the conid dies on your rapier. And then I um, kick it off my rapier with a disdainful punt before turning around and facing the facing the rest of the center, the, the opening, clearing. Oh my god! <sighs> we did it! Holy crap! I didn't really like. I had this like tightness in my abs that just like unclenched. <laughs> I was like, Tin's going to first of all point to the spot that she's kind of been standing the entire time and be like, "Somebody, make sure you just like watch this spot for." I'm gonna look f- looking for the crystal, and then she's gonna go try and. Boss uh, is immediately gonna move to the area. Like what crystal? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Tin's gonna. She's gonna take her healer's kit and like move over to where Tompkins is and see um, like if a healer's kit is, has any effect for him. All right. Yeah. So you take off towards Tompkins. Who's looking for the crystal investigation checks. Anyone that wants to try to find it. Plus eight investigation bitches. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Voss is on the case. Voss is on the case. Voss is on the put on her Scooby gear. <laughs> There was I got a 19 plus 8, 27. Vasa runs over and just, hoo, hoo, just rips it out of the water. <laughs> She's like, I like to imagine she, like, as soon as he like dropped it, she pinpointed it immediately. She was and, unconscious like, at the time, but she just knew. But she still she just I like knew. that she's got like an accusatory stare as she never looks into the water, just rushes over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so while... um. Vasa scuba gear, uh, scuba diving for the crystal. Um, you quickly wrap, uh, you quickly wrap Tompkins and bandages and and tend to uh, try to take care of him, but no, he's out. He's barely breathing, but he is breathing. Oh no! All right, then Tin's going to take one of her healing crystals. Um, I feel like the one time I use my healing crystal is going to be the time that it doesn't heal anyone, I, and I'm um, going to be so. Roberto can pissed. totally just but, uh, heal him first. Try to try to see. If oh that yeah, would, yeah. Work. Let's try that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Roberto looks at Vasa and be like, "Yeah, see, I, I care about the crystals. I just." Um, Tin's also going to turn to Ertleby though, and and be like, "We might need we might need berries." So Ertleby's still an <laughs> elephant. Um, oh, that was her. Her. <laughs> She's like. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, um, meanwhile Vasa is standing guard to make sure nothing catches us unawares. Roberto will go over to Tomkins and kind of um, like waves his arms around over him and just kind of says a few words. And this nature, nature effect, this nature VFX effect just comes out of his hands. <laughs> Yep. And, and it lovingly wraps around Tompkins to no effect. To no, oh, fuck. Shit. All right, well. well, then Tin's going to take her crystal and slam it into Tompkins. And it cracks, and that same kind of glow wraps around him and embraces him to no effect. <gasps> oh, shit. 
I'm gonna... I'm, can I use Arcana check to see if I know what's happening here? You're not sure what's going on. I mean, you've never seen something like this before. Can... Can Tin try to see if there's anything? Sure. Okay, then I guess I'll try Arcana, since it was, like, all shadowy and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna cast uh, Guidance, which gives you an extra 1d4 to that. Which throws you off because, like, yeah, suddenly, like, Brumblestone kind of puts his hand on your shoulder and he's like, wait. And then he kind of casts, he kind of does, like, a little bit of a motion. And then suddenly you, you kind of feel like your mind's a little more open. Mm-hmm. And then. And then I do, it's a plus 1d4? Yep. So yes. we're, we're all a d20 and a d4 at the same time. Okay. I got a. 16 total okay so it's kind of weird because when you when you reach out and you accept that kind of uh, help that he ca- he cast upon you your mind almost feels like it opens up into the astral for just a bit and it's almost like the astral plane the plane that exists right above our own helps guide you to the answer and then suddenly you kind of you're studying him and there have been times in the past when uh, you have seen your companions suffer from the same effect, where essentially they're having nightmares. So he's asleep? Well, it looks like he's asleep. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? Can I try to shake him like a baby? Shake <laughs> him like a baby? Shake him. <laughs> like no, remember that doesn't work. You gotta do Polaroid picture oh. shake. Polaroid so, like, I hold him like while well, I leg and just go like this. Ouch. What? <laughs> oh, that didn't look right. I'm sorry, Pedro. <laughs> hey. Just be glad, everyone listening, this is a podcast, <laughs> not a video cast. I'm just gonna keep doing this till he comes to. Um, so, <laughs> I've got a way to wake him. <laughs> God, world record. Let's just let's just change. We're just gonna change the nature of his dream. Let's just put it that way. Wow. Okay. Um. So so now Savasta so was standing guard, and then she notices everybody huddled around Tompkins, and she, despite what she assumes is they're working, she has yet to hear Tompkins's annoying voice kind of peel out. So instead, she's actually gonna go over now, and like she's gonna roll for insight as she like crouches over Tompkins or whatever. And we roll for insight. And that is 14 plus five is a 19 of insight. So you walk up and you're kind of studying the situation and everyone's either shaking him or worse, um, or <laughs> trying to kind of think their way through it. And it kind of just occurs to you that, yeah, he, he's not just asleep. He's in some, I mean, he looks like he's in the equivalent of a coma Vasa. Like, he is wrapped up in living nightmares. But the nightmares aren't on him. He was wrapped up in something that was like a nightmare. And now he seems to be trapped. Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 18, The Sprouty Advantage. So, as you probably heard in the beginning, there's a lot of awesome people who are very generous in becoming members of our Patreon. 
one thing that I want to start doing is I want to start thanking them for their support on the podcast, but I, I don't want to do a standard, oh man, thank you so much, high fives everyone, and then I'm out. I want to actually, you know, thank you individually. So I'm going to work through the Patreon list until I get through every single person. I'm going to go chronologically, so if you don't hear your name, don't worry, it's coming. And I'll do my best to pronounce names correctly as well, but if I don't, you should totally call me out. If I think of interesting tidbits, I'm going to drop them in as well. Uh, I'm pretty lucky in that I've been able to talk to most of you, uh, if not all of you, at some point, either through comments or hanging out in Discord, Twitter, or the like. So, all right, let's start from the very beginning. Thank you very much to Barbara True, Josh Trishka, Raven, Vokemon, and Arjun Chambal. They've been members since we started back in December of 2016. That's amazing. Thank you. I also want to thank one more person from the December 2016 crew, but uh, they've asked to be identified as Leslie Nielsen. So thank you, Leslie, for everything. Next up, we have Shen, Algernox, Beatriz, Melissa Herzl, Kristen Sainer, Jessica Albrecht, Genevieve, Chunk Cat, Data Wall, Brian Russell, Francisco Galicia, and Roger Hill. They've been supporters since the first half of 2017. Again, thank you so much for all you've done. Fun fact, Roger Hill is a former player of mine, and the exploits of his group have had a tremendous effect on Voss's homeworld of Menroth. So, that's fun stuff. Also, I should give some love to Brian Russell, who's not only done an awesome World Walkers animation for us, and been the host of World Talkers, He's been a good friend as well. Thank you. Also in that group, I need to include Eliza Shizzle, Cole Casson, Fabian Vanderveen, Matt Lutz, and Alara, all of which have also been supporters since the first half of 2017. Side note, Alara is a longtime friend and former player in my games as well. I've even had the pleasure of playing in their game as well once or twice. Now it's time to thank Amanda Strand, might have said that wrong, I apologize. Jack Fisher, Callista Wirt, Kevin Brown, Destiny June Gerpert, Nagito Evie, Eric Holland, Johnny W. Browning, and Lynn Andrews, who have all been supporters since the second half of 2017. So let's see. I think some of the players got to meet Destiny at a convention this year, if I'm not mistaken. And I've been lucky enough to play with Callie, Evie, and Johnny in a few games now, too. Callie and Evie actually play in our current Patreon livestream game, Refugees of Rolanus, along with Datawall, Josh, Francisco, and Raven. In 2018, we got to welcome TM, James Esmiller, Joshua Lawson, Bobby Becker, Max Sanabria, Alex Gonzalez Garcia, Miggy Stardust, Stephen H., Cyclonix, and Galev. I've been able to talk with James, Miggy, and Galeb on Twitter for a while now, which has always been fun. And obviously got to give a big thanks to James especially, who's been amazingly supportive. I think Cyclonix and me have gotten to chat quickly back and forth through the comments on Patreon too, so I'm always happy to see that notification pop up. Thank you all for everything. In 2018, we also got to see Evox, Fiona Stone, and Kenton Scott Coble join us. Evox has been fun to talk to, both in comments and during some of the live stream stuff that we've been doing. And Fiona is a blast from the past. Fiona's an old friend I haven't seen in a long time, so that was really, really cool. And Kenton and 
and I have had a lot of back and forth through Patreon as well. And I just want to make sure I let you guys know, I really, really appreciate all the comments you and the rest of the patrons leave. So thank you. Those are always like a big highlight of my day when someone leaves something on uh, one of the posts. And finally, a big thank you and welcome to Kathy Esmiller, who recently joined just a few days ago. Thanks for coming on board. So, all right, that's everyone. If you were formerly a patron and I didn't see your name come up, obviously, thank you as well. You were a big part of how everything came together, obviously. And thanks to everyone who's been along for the ride. Things are only going to be more interesting for both the group and the worlds themselves from here on out. Lastly, I want to let you know I've been trying to think of a name for listeners, and honestly, I can't top the one I decided on, uh, so I'm just going to run with it. We were talking back and forth about who should be, what names we should be using, how do we identify ourselves as a community, and listeners, fans, members, as far as I'm concerned, you're all world walkers. I don't think that term should be used just for the people that play in the podcast. I think that everyone in this community is a world walker. You're all traveling with the story. You're learning, sharing, exploring. So as far as I'm concerned, we're all world walkers together. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at incompetech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at sirenscape.com. I, I do have to admit I'm a little nervous about the sounds I'm going to hear in the microphone if you eat. Because I can Why hear Why do you all always the- eat during recording, Enzo? <laughs> 24 hours of the day to eat. It's dinner time. <laughs> I don't live in the future like you guys do. <laughs> only only one person dies this game, and it's Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> he like chokes on the mushroom. Yeah. I I was I I don't want to hold us any longer, and so I will tell you that it greatly hurts my ears and gives me migraines. I'm doing what are you eating, Enzo? What are you actually eating? It's salmon with vegetables and. Ooh. Oh, I support that meal a hundred percent. I had that last night. <laughs> I'm doing my best for the fork not to touch the bowl. <laughs> okay, all right. What if we get like just like a plastic spoon? For Enzo. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> if we all pitch in. We actually said it as a goal just, on Patreon. Oh, 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 it's this large spoon. It's this large spoon. It's this big boy on it. <laughs> Enzo, think, where's your big boy spoon? I think this is a good spoon? solution. Because <laughs> I don't think plastic makes... The same noise that glass does, right? Well, I'll like say it, that it, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't hurt me. It just means, it, but it does add to my workload because then I have to edit out all of the chewing noises and all of the scraping, even if it's like doesn't hurt. Yeah. So. All right, I'm gonna start the spoons for Enzo fund. All right, and you're recording. Uh, <laughs> you're recording, Olivia. Yes. You got a dash on that one. Okay, great. Yes, and so, the recording can capture me saying, "Are you a fan of World Walkers?" Do you love having Enzo eat food? If so, you should donate to the Spoons for Enzo fund. I'm totally doing this. I'm using that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we're at, I'm going to like, like if we're at like like 400, I'm going to make it 401 is when we ship him a bunch of spoons. <laughs> 
if we can get just one patron a month, we can feed an Enzo for 30 days. <laughs> um, now that the tone is properly set. Um, All right, let's die. Let's ready. die. Yep, I'm ready to die now. <laughs> just kidding, I'm not ready to die. Don't this is going to be like the hardest edit now, because we're going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> right, everyone, everyone think of something really sad. Uh, everybody dying. All right. All right, all right, all right. Potentially, I might not have gotten. No, you got hit. How are you doing, Jade? <laughs> You're awake now, you know, so you can you can say things and <laughs> Are you doing a lot of math or no, no, no. I just uh, couldn't remember if it was 2d8 or 2d12. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was looking it up. <laughs> you take 11 radiant damage.